You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, so if you're British, Sid Talk. I am not. And you're. Uh, I mean, I am Sid Talk, I am not. And you know who Alan Partridge is? Do you know who Alan Partridge I know is? Of him. You're American. I know of him. Yeah. Um, so if you're British, if you're, if you're American, you have no idea what I'm talking about. If you're about. American and married to a British person, you might know. But if you, if you have been a fan of Alan Partridge over the years, he's finally Steve Coogan. Playing I was going to say, Alan Partridge isn't a real person. Steve Coogan plays Alan Partridge. It's a, it's a comic character. He's like a disc jockey who's um, very inappropriate. He's a fictional... Old timey, almost seventies, eighties radio DJ. Disc like, jockey. Hey, this is the morning show with Ellen Partridge, and here's so and so with the latest polka, that kind of thing. But he's finally getting a feature film, which is coming out in August in the UK. I'm very doubtful that it'll get released here at all. But obviously, when the DVD and Blu-ray comes out in Britain, you'll be able to get it here. But um, I just watched the trailer. It's on YouTube. It's called Alan Partridge. Alpha Papa. And it looks like in a similar vein to something like Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. if you liked Hot Fuzz. That's what I was um, say. It's kind of Alan Partridge action movie, almost. That's what it looks like, so I'm excited. Because I've always loved Alan Partridge. You could ask Ragtag Cinema. They're going to have... They get some of those, you know? Yeah, it just has to... I'm sure it has to appeal to enough people, doesn't it? Um, it's I mean, very, Steve very specific. was in Tropic Thunder... And he was in 24-Hour Party People, which I think was probably came here. No, maybe it didn't. He's been, he's been in a lot of... Uh, this is not the before the after the show discussion. What was he in that we watched recently and we reviewed it and he was in it? And he was in the swimming pool. It wasn't recently, but he was in the swimming pool and he was being like a sleaze to some girl. Trying oh, to get her into remember. the swimming pool with him. Remember, like he was being like some sleazy... Yes. Yes. So he's been in stuff, right? Yes. Um... That one. People know who Steve Coogan is. He was also... Short line, this line. It was the kid who wanted to be a rock star. Far away. Far something. Gandolfini was in it. And he he got pissed off because the son came with long hair. And then you find out that... Not fade away. Not fade away. Was it actually that? Yeah, because it was the girl when they went to a party. It was that, wasn't it? Yeah. Da, 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 there you go, Steve Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Coogan has been in things here. People can claim I don't know shit about movies. That's but if you're That's Amer- fine. if you're American and you uh, don't know who Steve Coogan is, how about ju- there are other countries in the world too? So ju- like, if you're African and you're listening to this and you're not British, you might not have heard of Steve right. Coogan. You're most likely to know him from the guy who explodes in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, That's, uh- <laughs> let's put it this way: if you're not British. Right. Or part of the Queen's Empire. You might not know. Correct. So he's the guy who explodes in Tropic Thunder. He's literally in Tropic Thunder for what? No, he's, he's in a substan- in the first part. It's him. He's their promotional minutes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, and um, then you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> so spoiler. But it is an old. How long has it I've been out now? Spoiler. All right. So getting to this week's show, it is Saturday, June the 29th. It is my sister Shella Kay's birthday. She will not be listening to this ever. And so what? I'm just going to say happy birthday to her. I 
I don't do math very well. I know movies, but I don't do math. Uh, so I'm not sure how old she is at this particular time. I know that's really shitty, but that's the way it is. I'll guess. She was born in 1953. She was born in 1961. So there you go. 52. Oh, it was really close. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was our one year off thing again. Yes. <laughs> the curse of the one year off. All right. So it's Saturday, June the 29th, 2013. This is after the show, number 281, the weekly podcast where myself, A. Scully, you, Sid Talk, review a movie um, on Blu-ray. Is it really a review? Yes. I'm, not, I'm not being argumentative, but are we just having a, talk, a discussion? Are we just talking about it? I think it's a review of a movie. Whether we, we like it or not. And what we think of the Blu-ray and etc. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Stop arguing about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's a challenge. So, the movie we're looking at this week is Stoker. It's a 2013 movie. It's released on Blu-ray on the 18th of June, so you can pick it up now. It's rated R... The tagline for the movie is Do Not Disturb the Family, which I don't like that tagline. It's not it's not great. It's not apropos. Not really. And uh, it's from our friends at Fox, and Sid Talk's going to give you the synopsis of Stoker. Uh, um, a young woman is coming of age in the midst of a terrible tragedy in the family. With kind of a fucked up mother, and a uh, a distant relative comes back. <laughs> it's just more about this is kind of it's this brief little narrative about messed up people. Yes, I've already used the f word, so there we go. That's dropped for the day, but it's hard to describe. All right, so I will just—it's a mystery thriller, thriller kind of thing, kind of sorta, but not really. I'll say here we we'll probably have spoilers of this movie, so go away, watch it, come back, see what we think. Um, we hit the pause button, then go watch, then come back. And if you want to know if if you're you know so dependent on what we think to watch the movie, then fast forward it a bit. And you probably... Oh, listen to the whole thing. And whatever. Whatever you want to do. You're grown-ups. You know how to listen to podcasts. All right. So this movie, Stoker, I'm going to say what I think first. Sid Talk. Um, awesome. So, it... Or should I talk like this the whole time? No. Um, it's, it's an interesting movie, I think. Because, on one hand, I really like it. But on the other, I don't like it at all. And it's really weird. I completely... Agree with you. And I don't even know what you're going to say, but that alone I completely agree with. Right, so I was watching it, and it's it's no secret. It's by um, director Park, as they call him, Chan Chan Wook Park, who's the actual director of uh, Old Boy. He's a Korean director, and Old Boy would be his most famous movie. Um, He's got a very distinct style to him, and this is his first American movie, which he brings that style to. Now, on one hand, he definitely brings that his style to it. It's it's certainly a movie by him. I, I felt that, you know? Um, I didn't. I felt Hitchcock had come back to life. Well, he's a bit like that anyway. Yeah, but I, I didn't feel him. I felt that. Um, but, on the... See, this is the problem I've got with it. And I enjoyed it in a way and didn't enjoy it, right? And the didn't enjoy part was, it seems really pretentious all the time. Um, I don't identify with the people the characters of this weird kind of stately homish kind of 
rich people. It's, it's a really odd bunch of people to get to know. Then again, because I had glimmers of Royal Tenenbaums, you completely yeah, fall in love with... But you fall in love with them. Even though they're this weird, out-of-touch, rich family. I didn't really fall in love with them. Um, uh, I kind of like India, the main, the girl in it, in it, the main character. In this? Yeah. Um, but the other characters were kind of hateable to me. I, I just... I wasn't into them. Like I think I, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be, yeah. But... Um, so that kind of... You know, not relating to the characters at all. Like, kind of takes me out a little bit. And I know that's the idea. And it's supposed to be... See, his movies, uh, generally, his Korean movies uncomfortable to and I, I'm into this kind of movie the kind of uncomfortable movies that will make you squirm and kind of real yeah make you go uh, I think like old boy at the I, one point where you're like uh, and I think if this was a Korean movie by him I think it would have had some of that and yes it does have some blood and gore in this and some hmm. odd situations but I, I feel like he watered it down a little bit you know I wasn't as shocked as I thought it was going... I thought it was going to be kind of shocking, and I like that kind of visceral kind of thing. And yes, there was a bit of that, I think, but then, ultimately, the the script slash story, which is not his... He didn't write this. I felt it was really hollow. Like, there's no, if you think about the whole thing, there's not really that much to it. What, ma- what makes it really good for me is the director and the cinematographer's look of it. Yep, and the vibe. Right, and that's all b- brought by director Park, right? It's not brought by the story. So what I'm really interested in is composition and the shots. That was what I was kind of focusing on event- uh, eventually. And the story was so... It's, it's, there's not much to this story, to be honest. In fact, um, one of my recommendations this, for this week is Dexter, the TV show, which actually, funnily enough, starts again this weekend, the new season. This has some um, kind of relationships to Dexter about how a person yes. could become that. And I kept thinking of that and thinking, well... And De- Go ahead. I kept thinking of that and thinking, well, Dexter's not actually that clever either, really. Um, but I'm more interested in... I like, like there's something about the characters in there that I like. But in this, not so much. But you're saying there's not much to the story. There's the same amount to this story than there is to, like, 99% of all movies. Yeah, but I guess because it was Chan Wook Park, I guess it, I was... And I've seen Old Boy, and there's a lot to digest in that movie. Right, but I, and, and there's also movie. a lot to digest in Lady Vengeance, which is another one of his, which I've seen. And this one just seemed a bit, you know... Explained everything to you, maybe not in a straight line. Not but in a straight you're line. Told everything. Eventually, you're told everything. Um, I, I guess I, I didn't feel satisfied by it as an overall thing. Yet there are some amazing, there's some amazing cinematography for what it, you know, it's mostly shot in this house, but some really interesting shots. That the introduction with the credits, like fading on top of things. Yeah, that was. Cool. I thought that was really well done. But um, it also promises you something that I think you then get. Yeah, and let there's, down there's, a bit. there's moments of brilliance, like where it, that you know that the famous shot which we saw lots of times in the extras of it panning down Nicole Kidman's hair and then into a field. Yeah, like, like that's director Park's stuff. If you watch Old Boy, he, he's good at that stuff. Like this really interesting visual style, and there is some of it in it. 
but I guess the story's lacking for me. And I want it, you know, it's my kind of movie. I like, like, grisly, kind of weird, but for some reason it I just think I'm still not like, clear on how this has any less story than, uh, like, The Exorcist or something that you love. Or no, Jaws. I just mean I expected, like, more of a, like, like a twist to it or a... But it did have a twist. That was the thing. It did, but it, it didn't satisfy me, as guess what I'm saying. Like, I felt that it was slightly... Almost not the script that he he sh- he would do. He's obviously doing somebody else's material, right, in his own style. Old, old Boy wasn't his either, was it? No, that was his. Right. So he's doing somebody else's material in his style, right? I, I don't even see the style thing matching up, but whatever. I mean, I just don't see it. It's very, very different. The style really matches up with his stuff. I disagree with... I've only seen Old Boy, but it doesn't match up with me. It's visually different the vibe is different it's just it's a slow methodical yeah i mean i guess the cinematography matches up then well i mean there's lots of nice shots but i mean that doesn't it's all there's times in this movie if you're really into cinematography there's a lot of visual quality there's a lot of like when i say like one of my favorite um directors with cinematography is um wes anderson like detailed symmetry, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of that in this movie because that he's, he really pays attention to that. Like Danny Boyle as well, you know the. Mm-hmm. And this, this movie very does, Hitchcockian. This movie does that a lot. You know, it's it's very. We're definitely paying attention to every detail in this scene, and we know that from the extras where they were like, "Oh well, we made sure that the color of this right. was the it's color." It's also quite subtractive because there's a lot of lots of shots that's nothing more than a wall. And a doorway and a person, or but it looks a certain a sky and a person and a tree or something like that. So there's not a lot of detail in a lot of the shots. It's just that you're drawn in because the composition, like you could take a snapshot and go, oh, that's a nice, nicely designed. But there were lots of things I loved. See, this is why it's weird. There were lots of things I loved, but then there was lots. You of felt things... like it was too obvious. That was my thing. Yeah, the thing that you're odd... you're strung along to is just like, well, duh. Yeah. There's and that's no... what I just said to you before. Like, <laughs> like I was expecting some kind of, oh, it's really going to throw me on my... Like, oh, oh, God, you know, that it's that, not this. Right. But it's really that. It's what you see, isn't it? It's, the, there's no... You know, you from the, the beginning, you pretty much know I did what was going... I mean, not specifically. I think that if our young lady had been given a bit more of a... And this sounds horrible, but I mean... What you're supposed to do is follow her through this process of discovering this thing about her. But you got nothing to back it up. There's nothing behind in her life that that makes you go, this is why she's angry, or this is why she's got this in her. This is It's just fed to you as, well, the uncle ticks the box, you tick the box. And there's nothing substantial where you can go, I get it. Because you're by the time you're following her along, you're like, no, don't make her be this. Because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, see, I was seeing... How I, I saw it, and I don't know if you're supposed to see it like this, is kind of like bad blood runs in in the family kind of thing. Like, there's, there's this yeah. trail of bad blood that... Kinda... And that the thing where she describes hearing things that no one else can hear. And right. then in the soundtrack, you hear... The spider crawl and the voices from rooms away and those so there's something psychotic about it that she can see and hear things and then the uncle says the same thing 
and the uncle's related to her all these years in this way without actually ever meeting her. It's like this. Yeah, but wanting. Ugh. Yeah, there's a weird sexual. And that's supposed to make to you feel weird, but then it's weird. But then you're like, well, duh. You're. I mean, of course you're gonna do it to make it feel weird. Like you want to say, didn't you see old boy? Yeah. <laughs> of course we expect that weirdness to happen. Yeah, and that's. I guess that's what I what I was waiting for something really to you know you're gonna you're gonna turn this on its head at some point and I'm gonna be going. But wow. not everyone will have seen old boy. Right, and I don't mean make every film like Old Boy, but I mean... I ex- what it means there'll be no expectations whatsoever. And so the weird sexual tension and the weird sexual stuff, like the playing the piano together and then the getting physically close and then the dude in the woods, that all... It's your first experience with this really uncomfortable, that's an uncle and a niece. No, no, no. You know, you're supposed... To, then you would recoil from it. See, spoilers here, but not spoilers, because this doesn't actually occur. <laughs> but... About halfway through the movie, this was my, you know, watching it, I thought that the uncle didn't exist. I kept thinking, he, he doesn't exist. This is Fight Club. Oh, my God. She so that's is, exactly what I re- thought. And that would have been... And, and the, it's like, the woods part is where it hit right. me. Like, oh, and I, I kept maybe. thinking, Yeah, and then I kept going, well, Nicole Kidman's having full conversations with him. Right. That would have... It's so not the maybe, sixth sense. <laughs> well, but this is by the guy who did Old Boy, so maybe it won't, maybe... Yeah. But then that's not the case, right? So I don't know if I would have liked that better or I would have just said, oh, it's well, just like some other Lazy, shit. yeah. Yeah, but I really did have that feeling a lot. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, he doesn't... She's doing all this, right? She's putting the... the yeah. Dude and, you know, all that stuff. So, And that's where I was like, well... That might be lazy or might, that might be clever, but then what it really is, is pretty straightforward. Is all of our perception because we've seen so many movies? And because after a while you, you try, start... You do that, you, don't you? You cue into things. Now, other movies can do things that are just as overused, and yet you're still, like, titillated by it. Like, oh, And because there's more substance around them. Like, you're saying it feels a bit hollow. Like, you don't, you don't care about a, a mother who's... Con- has contempt kind of hidden contempt for a daughter and you don't have anything for this uncle who's uh, you know a little too charming and you don't have anything for the father he's out of the picture i don't have a lot for the girl she just wanders around a lot like um wednesday adams <laughs> i mean like there's a lot of walking away and walking through and walking past with her long dark hair and her very straight posture Lingering just sort of, of a- and it's visually interesting but after a few times of it you're like i i you know it's yeah. a little bit wearing, but if we if you've seen if you haven't seen thousands of movies, and you come to this, you know, after you've just watched all your little romantic comedies, and then you boom, you're in the middle of this weird, yeah, like you've never seen Eyes Wide Shut, and you've never seen uh, Tree of Life or anything that gives you a little bit of like what what. what? But even if you take a straightforward like made for TV movie imagine this movie but like a made for tv version that's very straightforward no artisticness to it just like oh there's this girl she's you know and then blah 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 if you take that version of this and then this version which is the art house kind of version of that story i would always prefer to watch this arty version because it's more interesting to me. I like... Because you're not interested in the story. Right, I need something else. Looking at I need the other thing. I'm not sure if that's a ringing endorsement. It's, it's not, because if this was TV movie of the week version of, of Stoker, 
I would not like that either because I'd be like, well, well. Yeah, but again, you could take any movie and do that to it, and you wouldn't care about it. No, I'm but I sure do. I, fair... I'm always. I guess I'm like a sucker for like really nice camera work or interesting shots, and this is full of them. It's full of that. I mean, I could name like ten shots that I love. Like I was, wow, this kind of elevates this movie a little bit. And then there was moments where I was like, no, this is letting it down again. And partially it was. Um, Nicole Kidman was a bit. She's a bit too overdramatic sometimes for me. Like you know, it's a bit. Yeah, she was playing a bit of a Southern Belle, Gone with the wind, tragic mother who can't connect with her daughter, never has connected with her daughter. Bitter, mourning. Although I thought she was good, there were moments of like there were moments when I'm reminded that I think Nicole Kidman actually is way underrated. She had moments that were just like there she is. That's the quality thing that I love, you know, about watching her in movies, and then other moments it was a little bit too indulgent. He let a lot of things go, it seemed to me. And this has some really, this has some odd, in my opinion, dialogue. Like, it's almost like it, some of the dialogue between the people doesn't seem like anything anybody would say to each other to me. Um, so... I think it's a I style. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I do. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's it adds to the odd feeling, which you know I I often like odd movies. I like David Lynch movies for Christ's sake. They're so odd. Mm-hmm. And who knows? You've seen like Wild at Heart. Nicholas. Some of the stuff Nicholas Cage says, it's just bananas. Like it's not real worldy. And I think this movie does have a David Lynchy type oddness to it. It's just not odd enough for me. If you're going to be really odd, be really odd like a David Lynch film. But this is kind of like got a bit of that and then a bit of normal and then... So... It is very, very of the 50s. Those thrillers, not just Alfred Hitchcock, but mostly Alfred Hitchcock. And I've watched a lot of Alfred Alfred Hitchcock and a lot of 50s thriller... Not just Psycho and stuff. Yeah, kind of actor. And it's very... Stagey. Yes, and wooden and... Empty yeah, like characters. Yes, like you're like a di- diorama. Like right. it's people, you know, being puppeted Actually, the around. The cover is perfect representation. Look at it. Look yeah. at the cover. It's just very stiff people just looking at you with no. Yeah, it's pretty boring though. I'm saying it's a perfect. Could have rep- been the drawing. No, I'm not saying it's a perfect cover. I'm oh. saying it's a perfect representation of the people <laughs> yes. in the movie. There's just three people stood there very stiffly looking at you. Yeah, it's, it's that's how. It, yeah, like they're like if you took little cardboard cutouts and put them on lollipop sticks, right. And then did a little puppet show with them. So you know that kind of portrays what the movie is. It's not. But it's also a style. It is, and it's not. You know, it's funny. I love it and I hate it in equal measure. <laughs> hate. What do you hate I, about no, it? No, I mean it's that. It's that. Are you sure you're not just right down the middle? No, I'm actually on both sides, minute to minute. I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's awesome. That is amazing. Like, I who thought of that camera shot? Or and it's mostly camera shots and things. And then I'm like, stop talking. I really hate listening to you. And then I'm like, um, oh, who's this character? I can't stand them. You know, it's kind of. And then I'm like, oh my god, trees. It's like it's weird. <laughs> I'm like a nice. I'm like a goldfish, like with this with the sharp memory. <laughs> like it's all it's all over the place for me. But Dora. if I had to equal it up though at the end, like there was more I liked than disliked, but then I like the saying- parts where people are not in it. 
I was going to say, <laughs> we take out all the characters. Yeah. And just do shot for shot without just, any people. If, if this guy just directed, like, some kind of, like, tourist, just, tourist brochure thing. Or just <laughs> slowly go through the house. Pause on certain things. And show me the fields. Some, do some cool transition things. Maybe you could tell a whole story just like that with no people. He abs- He actually could. Sure. Yeah, I would hire him to do, if I was like the state of Georgia, or somewhere like that. What? If I was, you know, doing the tourism video for a particular place. Let's say it's anywhere. Do you think you'd be I would hire him slightly to insulted by this? <laughs> I would say, can you do that? I'm from the Georgia Tourist Board. Let's say California. Let's elevate it. We got, Hol- we got Hollywood. I right. mean, it's elevated to his profession because i can look at his images i mean it's and i know he has a dp who he, who's worked with him all the time but i could just look at his stuff it's it's almost like i'm not sure about that there's not that much distinction about it there is to me a lot it's it's very Based on two movies no i've I've seen three of his movies now i know two other all movies. three of them i i've come away going wow that looked really awesome i can say this about old boy i, I still don't fully understand old boy and i i i watched it twice i don't you understand all of it except the very last scene. Yeah, and there's some oddness to it, and I think it's just because it's Korean, and I think there are some culturally things that I don't grasp on. Um, but I feel like this about Old Boy, to be honest. The visuals are more interesting than the movie and the characters. I, it also is very melodramatic. It and is. So. You're not a melodramatic person. You don't identify with big, strong emotions or, like, um, like hanging on to troubles and turmoil. And yeah, his stories have a lot of baggage. And people have a very dark inner response to bad things in life. And that's a big theme in his of what I've seen. Yeah. You don't identify with that. An old boy is actually a trilogy of movies, and it's called the Vengeance Trilogy. There's three different movies. They're not related to each other, but they're a his take on Vengeance. No, I've seen um, Old Boy and Lady Vengeance. Have I seen Lady Vengeance? I don't think so. I watched it on Netflix one day when I was like... Nice. Um, And it was... I'm not mega into it, to be honest. I liked Old Boy a lot better. Uh, old, old boy, boy had the the, the the things of someone being imprisoned in a room for fifteen yeah, years, it's, and it's, then a weird escape thing, and then the then you're just like grasping for what's coming next, and then you hit the wall of like, holy shit! Old boy is actually interesting from the beginning, just the concept when yeah. you realize, oh, what, what's this? Oh, it's just interesting. It's, it's very wind. dark, yeah, almost futuristic, but yeah, but um. So yeah, it's a funny movie this for me because it's funny because we're talking more about old boy almost than we are about this. right. But I could definitely watch this movie again and appreciate maybe more things. But I don't think the story has anything anything new to tell me. I don't think there's any hidden parts of that story. I think I picked up on all of it this one time. Is that a criticism? Um, no, well, it's not a criticism. Why is that a I'm bad? I'm just thing? talking about rewatchability on this movie. Is it a requirement? It's not a requirement. It's a comment on. <laughs> Like, I could rewatch it to see see it again, because I think it really is beautifully shot. But as a story, it's so... And the guy who wrote the story is the... Actually, um, if you watch the show Prison Break on TV, the main guy from Prison Break, he's the guy who wrote this script. Um, not director Park. So, you know, it's an American script also. So... 
Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's weird. Hate, love, I'm kind of... I'm not in the middle. I'm on both sides really hard, like one side, one side, one side, one side. Are you um, in the middle or what? Mm, I'm kind of with you. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to most people simply because I think a lot of people... I'm going to be rude, but it's kind of idiots. Like, they'd be bored constantly because it does have a lot of quiet. That's what I loved about it. Were the moments when it was all about watching, reacting. Those moments I really did like. And then there are the the little clips of things happening where it's almost like you're in super mode because you're like, holy, oh my, oh, 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 oh. And then it's over. That's partially it. Then you get a long, slow burn of the next phase coming. So I don't know of a lot of people I'd recommend it to. Only out of curiosity and... People who like something a bit different. And I really like something a bit different. I I mean, I go out on my way to see something a little bit different. Now, somebody else, 18-year-old young lady, might watch this really and be like, to fuck it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I totally well, identify no. with hopefully it. Hopefully she doesn't relate to her. Well, well that, nothing, <laughs> that's no, there's nothing there. Yeah. But then, you know. You don't want to relate to... Not that, but she's not aware of that. It's not really. Right. It's nothing horrible. Could potentially be, but isn't. But I think that, like watching American Beauty, or Heather's, or... Ghost Town, where you have a young woman who's kind of... I mean, Ghost Town, there's nothing horrible happening, but kind of on the dark side, kind of an outcast. Outside kind of, Yeah, exactly. And getting her triumphant almost, you know, like, da-da-da. But in this case, it doesn't... It's not a good payoff to me. No. It's like it American Psycho 2, you know, like, why why does she have to be... Yeah, don't ever watch that movie. It's horrible. <laughs> Mila Kunis, though. It was. It was really bad. And Captain Kirk. Yeah, it was... What the hell? I know what American Psycho was. I'm not claiming that's great, and I don't think you should have lots of people watch it who are under 50 It is old. great, American Psycho. <laughs> it's re- uh, that is a movie that I can re-watch. It's really a good performance. It's, and it's very stylized. Yeah, and it's really fun. Fun in a horrible way. Like, Don't read the book first, though. Because then also, you'll be, but you'll be looking for stuff. So right. watch it, and then read the book, and go... Holy crap. The book's no wonder like they the didn't put that in the book. <laughs> Cuz we read the book, then we saw the movie. It's not even And my the whole same mind thing. was like there's no way they there's no way they can have that in the movie. There's no way there's no way. But the movie did a good job of its own thing. It did. I, I like I think so, yeah. but No, a lot of people do. I, it's it's a, it was a I like the way they just went, yeah, we couldn't actually film that book. It's And not, then why the uh, hell make American Psycho 2? That was just a it straight to video cache. It was like there was Halloween. no book. It's like Halloween three. Yeah, it's completely disconnected from the Halloween. Well, it wasn't stuff. actually disconnected. What was it? She was a fan of she, mm, but she wasn't. No, she found you find out. Well, that's later. how they tried to connect it, right? She was, he wrote the book, right? A book and about it. She's into it. Patrick Bateman, and no, she's into the author who wrote. She's into Kirk because he wrote the book. She's into yeah. Then she find, then he finds out she's related. Correct. To yeah, it. it's just some shitty like link like Blair Witch two. Exactly, which wasn't <laughs> horrible. Uh, I don't think it was horrible, but it was just that kind of, how can we make a sequel that's not like a sequel? Yeah. Where we're fully aware of the first thing. and Like, yeah, like trying to be clever. But, yeah. But not. Because American <laughs> Psycho 2 is not. No. No. It just, it's, it's terrible. Why are we talking about American Psycho 2? I don't know. Anyway, uh, moving on to the cast of this fine movie, Stoker. Um, we've got Mia, you say her second name, and uh, I'll give you a prize. Mia. Oh. Wasikowski. 
Wazakowski. So sorry, Mia, if we butchered your name. Uh, she plays India Stoker, and she's also from um, Alice in Wonderland. She's the uh, main lady in there. Um, I think she did a good job of this because it's not real. It's quite different to well, it's not really different to Alice in. Uh, uh, There's she, a lot of stoicism. She did if that that's in Alice in Wonderland too. If you think Stoicness. It. Yeah, being very different, sad like, looking. Adam. I mean, I'm telling you, it's Wednesday Adams. I was just about to say <laughs> that she reminds me of that girl from the Adams family, the one who really That's her, Wednesday no, Adams. No emotion to her. Yeah. So yeah, she's doing that. She's channeling the Adams families. Um but she's good because I understand what this role is supposed to be and she yeah. she nails that down. And she has some very fi- very small reactions to things in amongst this the the shell of her is this long dark hair mostly covering the sides of her face never wearing any makeup very again adam's yeah really very vintage clothes very like old-fashioned nanny slash librarian it makes me think of the lady from the omen who jumps out the window you know that kind of trussed up turn of the century kind of clothes with the slight modern thing obviously but um, Not too then, bad. in the middle of all of that, very hard shell, she'll have like moments where her eyes do a thing and her reaction is a thing. I think she does that really well. And then uh, Matthew Good plays her uncle, um, is Charles Stoker. I think um, here's where you have the biggest problem, because his dialogue, while sometimes it seems inappropriate, he also delivers it in a way that's just, he crosses the line into mannequin. Versus like a like the weird I'm trying to control everything. Patrick Bateman is that weird controlled self as well, but this guy does it he crosses over to being almost plastic. And then you're like, Oh yeah. like let it go like that bothered me. Sometimes. And you know like he's like the charming uncle who like I never found him really charming. I just found him like because it was too much. Yeah, like, I, he's kind of a... I don't, mm. I don't really like him. I mean, I just don't like him. Like and when you said that you felt like he might not exist, and, right. you, and when you flash back to those moments, it's almost like that. Like a fantasy version yeah, of a like charming Yeah, like he's too... Man. Right, he's too... That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. He's made... He delivers it, and then in the moments when he's supposed to be, like, losing his facade that's fine but all the rest of the time it was kind of no offense to the actor though no. i think he's i've seen him in other stuff and i he's a british actor and he does a fine job of not sounding british i thought yes and that's where i'm saying that our director man might have been a little too indulgent with people or maybe he he visualizes this stuff different you know from his point of view plus everything has to be translated to him he doesn't speak english and i think there are times when there was something lost in translation and Nicole Kidman plays Evelyn Stoker. I've only put down the three main people because, literally, there are a handful of other people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. McDermott uh, guy. Nicole Kidman, you know, like I say, she does a good job and then she, to me, she doesn't. But then I think when I've seen the interviews with her about this movie, she said, like, you know, she she kind of used e- uh, telepathy to f- figure out what he wanted, the director. So I don't think she read him right in some or cases. telepathy? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's just a... And also, again, you know, it's Nicole Kidman. Does the director have the nerve to say, yeah, or does he just appreciate the melodrama? Or does he just like what she does and lets her do it? Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's mel- it's sometimes good, sometimes really soap opera, and it's really like yeah. it, it, it's not like consistent. It's just woo all over. And we're supposed to understand that she's groomed to be that way. Right. She's sort of this shut-in, rich lady, you know. With a, uh, they don't even have a troubled past. That's the, the problem. No. 
All we know is da 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 da, tragedy, and now this. Yeah, that's what I was saying about it being a hollow story. There's not much to it, like really, apart from all I can put into it of going. Well, there are people with born with this bad blood that they're just going to go bad, and then maybe it'll go down the family tree, like it, in somehow. this more in this story. Right. Yeah, that's the only. And I injected that myself, like so. Right. So the story. You know, yeah, like you said, there's no, oh, there's this underlying problem, or like Dexter, the TV show. There's a reason. Yeah. And we, we're privy to it slowly, and it makes it interesting because you're like, oh, really? And then it gets, oh, that's why he's like he is. There really isn't that in this, you know? Correct. Um, so, yeah, directed by uh, Chan Wook Park from Old Boy. Um, yeah, he doesn't speak English. He had to have a translator on the set. I mean, he doesn't speak any English. They didn't they seem sent, like it. No. And, and that's got to be tough, right? To direct American actors, English-American actors. And... Australian as well. Always go through this guy and hope that he's giving you the... what You know, it's, it's got to be weird. It's got to be weird for the actors. and But the actors were kind of like, oh, no, it was cool after a while. So he's going a lot on the the visual impact of their of the moments when they're doing their lines, right? And if he's satisfied with how it looks and how it looks and like the the cadence of what they say and all that kind of stuff, then he's satisfied. But then we're watching it going, but there's just a little something. Yeah, I think that might be part of it. And like I say, when we watch a Korean film that he's made. We don't know the cadence of Korean people so well. I mean, it's the other way around, right? Yeah. We're watching, going, oh, well, maybe that's just how things are in Korea, and we accept it, like. But because we know, like, Americans and British and Australians so well, it sticks out to us. So maybe that is it. Maybe mm. it is a um, cultural kind of... I mean, he hasn't infused them with it. No. It's just that but they're if... maybe overthinking what he wants. Right. And then it's just... Or it becomes difficult, like... Then there are going to be people who just love love it. Right. Not love hate it. And they're just going to be going, what are you talking about? Oh, I think so. And I think... It's weird and it's cool. I think there'll be a ton of people who hate it. Like, like... Yeah. It's a really divisive thing. I think there are going to be people who won't even watch it all the way through. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's very... It's your... It's for you or it's not. Or like for... Like me, I'm right all over the place with it. It's glad you watched it. Yeah, I really am glad I watched it because there were moments of uh, pure enjoying, like, oh, I love movies. Like, this is really awesome. I love it. And then moments of, like, I don't really like movies. What was the movie? Was it Nicole Kidman and in a house? Like, a, was it Nicole Kidman or was it? And there's a guy on the roof. <laughs> I just remember. No, it was Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. And Dennis Quaid. That's really melodramatic With also. Stephen Dorst. Stephen Dorff, yeah, yeah. That's all melodramatic and that. Yep. I kept thinking of that somehow. And like, <gasps> yeah. The head turns and the da da. Very weird, yeah. Very of its time. There was lots of those type of movies of its time, you know? Um, but obviously, this has more kind of an artistic look at it. See, we did it again. You said, there's this house, and was it her? Yeah. And I'm like, nope, there's a man on the roof. Do <laughs> 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 you remember him on the roof? That's all we I can always remember. Telepathy. Yeah. Telepathy. Telepathy. She, she said telepathy, not me. Remember, she said telepathy. 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 <laughs> Alright, so Blu-ray extras on Stoker. I keep thinking Stroker. You know, Stroker Ace with Burt, Burt Reynolds. Whatever. Do you remember that? Of course I do. What a terrible movie. Don't ever watch that movie. Watch don't, this don't movie. Don't tell people what to say, do. 
I'm reviewing the movie. Don't re- don't watch Stroker Race. Tell them not to do it. Um, so there are a few extras on here, not as many as I would like, but there's an exclusive look called a filmmaker's journey, which is like a thirty minute. I think that's the most I've ever seen of this director on the set. So, mm-hmm. and he seemed you can't really you know he said a few things. He did this a lot. Puts yeah. his, puts his hand, elbow in his hand and his hand on his chin and his guy's glasses or something in his hand. Always. Talks to his uh, interpreter yeah. a little bit and then he talks back and yeah, it must have been really awkward, I think, for people to, you know, it's weird. Um, but it is a good look behind the scenes, I thought, and they did interview everybody involved. Yep. It wasn't like, oh, no, the actual writer of the movie, it was almost like he uh, got his died, glamour maybe? shot. <laughs> yeah. Posthumously showing, no, he's not dead. Here's his IMDb. Glamour shots. Um, yeah, so yeah, they talked about him very briefly. Um, there's some deleted scenes. Um, yeah. Always, as always, deleted for a reason. There's a theatrical behind the scenes, which is just a bunch of featurettes. Uh, one of them, which is really interesting though, was uh, the creating the creation of the movie poster. And for once, this is probably a movie poster you would like. It's not really the creation of it. It just shows some close-up shots of people drawing, and then it shows the end result. And some It's music. like a music video, yeah. but there's a lot of... You see the drawing in stop motion. Um, it's a really good movie poster, though. They yep. should have used it. hand They kind of used it a little bit, but they should have used it for the if blue If people record. don't know, I, I draw. So I, like, I mean, I draw my own kind of thing, and I love watch... It's. I said it's like my kind of porno, because I don't watch porno porno, people and sex. I like pencil porn, which and that's not what you think. It is a close-up of a pencil and a person's hand drawing something on a piece of paper, and I'm just thinking of it going like, oh my god, I love watching that. I just do. So they showed these close-up shots of drawing in that, of course. It's a very, very niche thing <laughs> that someone yeah. might appreciate it, but I definitely did. And there's an image gallery and um, the the song in the movie that you hear um, at the end. The, it's like the, uh, it, that you actually get an MP3 download of that song, which I've never really seen before in a Blu-ray. The song is called um, Becomes the Colour by Emily Wells, but you get a free, yeah, free download of that. So... I'll play a little bit of that at the end of the show if you want to listen to it. But um, overall, Stoker, um, like I said earlier, for me, personally, it's just left, right, left, right. I'm, I like it. I, I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. But the overall experience was it wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, more, you know, it's just got loads of flaws for me, and that's that's it. You know, I wouldn't say don't watch it though. It's interesting you might like enough it. to string you along, but yeah. in the end, you look back and it's a little bit hollow. Yeah, I, I do feel that. Like, oh, yeah, we got from point A to point B, but looking back, that's all we did. We went from point A to point. And it's B. not like what's it called? Punch, the one you love. Punch drunk love. No, the other one with punch. Sucker punch. Sucker punch, where you get a bit of a whoosh. And right. it's a little bit confusing. There's a payoff. But there is not only a payoff, but the entire thing for you, not just because it's like lovely young ladies in tight clothes dancing and fighting, but I mean, it's a little confusing and it's a little bit weird, but in the end, you turn around and go, that was an awesome experience. Right, and and you can look back and go, oh, really? Like, right. it's kind of clever in a way. Like, even though it amounts to a bunch of action, there's some cleverness to it. Right. Whereas this, no, because it's... It's pretty straight up. It's more about the vibe, the atmosphere, and the look of this movie, I think. 
So that's Stoker from uh, Fox on Blu-ray. You can get it now. I just want to say that we've got some contests running on the site. And normally I just say to you, uh, I've got some contests running, go and enter them. But I want to actually tell you what you can win this time. And we've actually got uh, three copies of Dino King 3D, which is an actual 3D movie if you've got a Blu-ray 3D TV. Uh, from our friends at Wellgo USA. It's like a dinosaur movie from Japan. So it's kind of bizarre like and Godzilla-ish, but it's in 3D, so you can win a copy of that. You can also win a copy on... Is a- it Dinosaur King 3? No, Dinosaur King 3D. Okay, so it's not the third in the a series. The first Dinosaur King. Okay. Or Dino King. The first Dino King in 3D. Okay. And it's not that because shitty. I would be like, I don't care about the third in in a, in a series of movies. No, it's the first one. Clarified. Uh, and that's from our friends at Wellgo USA. That we're giving that away. Go to aschoolie.com. You can win it, and you can also win a copy of Six Souls, which is the new thriller movie starring Julianne Moore. Um, I've got three copies of that on DVD, and you can win that by going to aschoolie.com, clicking on the contest link, and uh, answering a simple question. It's a really simple question. If you want to cheat. Just go to IMDb, and the question is easy to answer. Are you collecting email addresses for bad purposes? I never use the email addresses for anything. I stick them all in an inbox, I randomly choose people, then I throw them all away. So, yeah, you will never get sold to anything from me. So, um, yeah, enter. You're discarded like nothing. Correct. <laughs> Once I've pulled the winners out, He just gone. uses you up and spits you out. So, yeah, that's the contest. Next week's Blu-ray review will be The Host... And that will be next week, and you'll be able to listen to what we think of the host. Is that the American version of the, what I'm thinking? The Korean host? No, it is nothing to do with oh, that movie. because that one's good. Right, no. It's That's a host. good one. Uh, a Korean movie that I would watch again. The host. Yeah, that is yeah, that is a cool movie, and it'll probably be in our recommendations next week, because we're reviewing <laughs> yeah. the host. But this is nothing to do with that movie. Okay. All right, so um, movie, uh, this is a game we play at this uh, point in the show. And what do we do in that game? You say a movie and I say the year. Ooh-ha. <laughs> I say a movie and you say the year. Or we try to figure out the year without guessing and without looking it up. You're All supposed right. to know. Here's yours. And it's based on this I'm week's... I'm tapping into my movie timeline. It's based on this week's movie, and you'll see why when I say it. Heavenly Creatures. Why do I think that connected? Just to... I don't want to spoil this movie fully, but, you know. Uh-uh. Women. Oh, yes, okay. Heavenly I, Creatures. I guess. With Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh. Also, it's got an odd vibe to it and a kind of arty kind of thing to it. I'm going to say 1985. That is very long before <laughs> it actually appeared. Oh, was it? Yes, 1994. Holy shit! I've never been that far off. That was Kate Winslet's first movie, actually. Right. Introducing Kate Winslet. 1994? Yeah. But Titanic was 96. Right. So she went straight from Heavenly Creatures yes. to making Titanic. Yes. Holy crap. Well, I think there might have been a movie in between, but yeah, that was a f- introducing Kate Winslet, it says at the beginning, so... And I forgot what mine is, so hold on. So, yeah, first time. I'm looking... So, um, this is the section of the show where we... Okay, make... it is... Just quit worrying about that shit. Nobody cares if it takes me five seconds to look up something. I will worry about movie, it. No, dead just, air? No good. It's not dead air. They know. Um, they can visualize a person looking at something on the computer. It's not they're professional. Not, they're not idiots. 
I hate to break this to you, but I'm not a freaking professional if Al- podcaster. If Alan Partridge was here, he would say he would not call you a real broadcaster. A, it's fictional. <laughs> B, this isn't the radio. And C, I'm in my own house. I make my own rules, and I'm gonna look whatever I want. The movie, look at whatever I want for as long as I want. And the movie is from Russia with Love. From Russia with Love. That's a James Bond movie. 007. Correct. Um, and the year. All right. A tough one. 19. Visualize it. Yep. From Russia with Love. It's the second one, isn't it? I am going for 1968. Oh, I'm one year answer. off. Yeah. You're not one year off. You're five years off. 1963. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, we both the, were like, our brains was, are not in it today. But I didn't know it was the 60s because I was like, yeah, that's one before. Mm-hmm. All right, wrong. We get zero points. So movie recommendations this week. Uh, we recommend a couple of movies for you to watch over the week. I am going with, on, on the basis of Stoker, Dexter, which is actually back tomorrow night on Stars, um, the final season. So you're going to... What happens to Dexter? Stars? I thought it was HBO. No, Stars. Oh. Um, but that's what we're going to... F- Showtime, not Stars. Yeah. Showtime. So you're going to find out what happens to the little Dexter this season, because it is the end. Little Dexter. Uh, I really like Dexter, so I'm glad it's back. You know, again, it's not high quality all the time. It's, it's, I'm glad it's almost over, even though I enjoy it to a degree. I just think uh, enough is enough. What happened at the, last, uh, at the end of last season is definitely interesting, but I hope they don't really mess it up at the, for the final season. I and what happened at the end of the other season well, it was not interesting at all. No, it turned out to just be nothing, did it really? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, so hopefully this is cool. I, I'm really looking forward to see how they, what they do with that. Hopefully they don't do what I'm thinking of because that would be terrible and rubbish. And my other one is American Beauty based off Stoker. And I know it's not American Beauty. It's not this. It just had a vibe of this to me when I was watching it. Yeah. An embittered teenager who wants possibly to eliminate anyone who's given her grief. Yeah. Yeah. But in a very funny, charming way in American Beauty, of course. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's, you know. And mine are the talented Mr. Ripley. Because it really gave me that vibe more often. This sort of, like, a disconnect of a person who's one thing, but then hidden deep dark inside is another thing. I can tell you the day we saw that movie. Oh, so can I. We actually saw that movie on Groundhog Day in the year 2000 at a little cinema. I don't know where it is, though. Kirksville, Missouri. Kirksville, Missouri. Tiny little cinema. And we got married on that day and then went to see a movie because we're... We were on our way home. And we love movies. We got married on Groundhog's (laughs) Day because of movies and we watched a movie on the way home. And And what else did we get on the way home? The Sims. The Sims. For me. <laughs> we bought The Sims from Walmart. Because it came out that day also, didn't it? Yep. And on our way yeah. home, we stopped and saw the movie. Yep. And we went and ate dinner somewhere. I forget where. Ponderosa, probably. Well, we'll always remember the talented Mr. Ripley. Of course. But it gave me that vibe of a very weird, you know, this is what somebody shows you on the outside, and then this is what's going on on the inside. Kind of dark. And, and it had some of that kind of style about it, too. There was some style going on, if I remember correctly. That would be Matt Damon. Correct. And was it Jude Law? Jude Law, that's right. Oh my god, I shouldn't forget. It was my wedding movie. And my other one is Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. Now that is Jodie Foster from the 70s, where she has in her house resorted to sort of a, I don't know, like a weird thing. There's lots of death involved. And she's on her own. She's a young girl. 
And then this young boy. I've seen it. I don't remember it. Yeah. Little girl lived down the lane. Again, gives you that creepy, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors kind of feeling. That's the thing about this movie Stoker. It it isn't really creepy, is it? It, I never felt creeped by it. No. No, it's not actually that at all. I mean, there's like one moment where when she went down in the base where I thought, oh, this is going to be, maybe this is going to be a bit more. And then it wasn't. It's not really that, is it? Weird. All right, so um, games and Ace Scully stuff this week. Not really played that much, but we have played, or I have played, more of The Last of Us. And we're about just a bit over halfway through, we're thinking. Um, you've watched the entire playthrough. We're not you... thinking, it was 54%. Yeah, you, you've never really watched me play a game the entire way through. Maybe The Walking Dead, right? The second one. I mean, the second five installments or whatever. I didn't watch the first round, you know? There was only five installments. Of The Walking Dead. Maybe I didn't see the first one then. Well, yeah, maybe you just... Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you've seen that. And this, another another survival kind of game. Yeah. Um, you've watched start to finish, actually. You've never missed yeah. any of it. Um, I'm really still enjoying it a lot. I think it's a... I think it could be one of the games of this... You know when you have to vote for Game of the Year? I know there's a lot of games to come. But it's very high yeah, up it's my... June. It's very up my high up my games of every other game I've played also so you know it's going to definitely be in the my top games of this it's year it's a good experience yeah it's 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 so well it's, what it is it's so well written that last scene that we just saw I don't want to spoil any of this game because it, it's not fair to anybody but the last scene we just saw mm-hmm. very good it's sh- shocking shocking and, not, and sad and actually well presented not in a video gamey kind of and not expected like not only shocking, like the thing itself, but like you're you're really not convinced that's where they'll go. With right, anything. and and normally video games are a bit stilted or wooden or weird. This was presented better than TV shows that I've seen or movies. You know, it was like respectful and good, well acted. Video games have really come a long way. They, you know, this some. yeah, some then some are just uh. shit. But this really is a you know they should be proud of this game. I think. At all levels, it's good. You know, there's, the story's great. The the gameplay is really fun. I don't tire of being killed. If I get killed, I just want to do it better. Like the next time, like I don't. I'm not like, oh god, I've been killed. I don't really want to do this again. It's. I just want to go. Okay, this time I'm gonna throw one of those fiery bottles and see what happens. You know, there's so many different ways you can go about it. So yeah, I really like it, and you like it too. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd like to play it. No. Because it is kind of... No, I don't like pressure when I'm playing. I like definitely pressure. The Sims, where I can just do whatever I want. So that's The Last of Us. I you know, highly recommend it. Uh, it's on the PS3. Plants vs. Zombies. That's my only um, horror survival game I like. <laughs> yeah. Another game I've been looking forward to, um, and this came out this week, Company of Heroes 2. It's an RTS game like StarCraft. And you know I like StarCraft. And Company of Heroes 1... <clears throat> sorry about that. Company of Heroes 1... I loved. Now, I've been waiting for this for months to come out, and it came out this week. And I've got to say, I'm, like, super disappointed because it runs like shit, and it's a PC game, and my PC is no slouch. And my PC... And it's not like my PC is not running it properly because sometimes it's 60 frames a second, sometimes it's 10 frames a second. And it's like... Oh, it's running really smooth. Now it's running crap. Now it's running smooth. Now it's running crap. Kind of like Stoker. <laughs> so, I can't, <laughs> so I can't like play it because it's really jerky and then it's fine and then it's jerky and then it's fine. So it completely ruins playing it. 
Now, they say they're going to patch it coming up. So they acknowledge this is a problem. They've acknowledged that some machines might do this and some video cards might do this and blah, blah, blah. And then they said, we fixed it, here's the patch, and I got the patch and patched it, and it's exactly the same. So, and you know, like, my, I've got a really good video card. And you, you there's a, I went I mean, in the graphics. bragging? Right, but I'm just saying, I went in the graphics section, and normally what I do on all games is turn everything to ultra, and that's hunky-dory. Everything looks fantastic, and it runs really smooth, always. With this game, I just went, okay, with every other game, I turn, every, turn it all to ultra, it was terrible. So that there was a button at the bottom saying like um, click here and we'll we'll look at your system and give you the correct settings. Well, it gave me it very low for everything, and I was like, "That's not right." What like my computer's like as almost as good as it gets. Why why is it doing that? So I just think there's something very off. Like it's either looking at your system and going and misinterpreting what you've actually got and setting things wrong so it just runs crappy. Yeah, it'll probably get fixed. I couldn't even finish the first level, so I can't give you a... Duh. It looks kind of cool. We were all hanging on the end of our seats for that one. And this week, our air conditioner broke down. I just wanted to say how... That was not a game. No. Uh, that's my last feature on here. But, um... How spoiled We had are. a day where our <laughs> air conditioning was down completely. And it was, what, outside? 100? Yep. 100 degrees. And inside, it was probably getting up to 100 Ooh, degrees. It got up to 87, we know. Inside, at least. Right. And it was murder, wasn't it? It was... Well, no. It's not murder, and we weren't going to die from it. But we're spoiled in that area. I no, never, I thought it was murder. I was I've never there. liked being super hot and sweaty. I mean, if I go outside and take a walk, I know that I'm going to take a walk, I'm getting hot and sweaty, and then I'm going to get my air-conditioned car. So I'm fine with that. Brief. I can go out and do my little gardening stuff, do some yard stuff, come inside. If I'm inside... And I'm trying to sit on the couch. Our couch is cloth. And you're covered in clothes. And you're covered in sweat. And it just sucks. I just hate it. And it really I'm, sucks. You have to if drink I had, all the time. If I had to live that way, of course, it would be fine. Because I'll get used to it. Yeah, you'd get used to it. And get over it. But I said, I'm going to have to go sleep in the car. Like, park the car outside and turn on the air conditioner. I couldn't sleep that night. I was nope. just lay on the top of the bed, and I just kept waking up, and I was soaking wet. Like, the back of my neck was wet, and it was weird. It was... And the, there's lots of people don't have air conditioning, so I'm not saying that, oh, my God, it's... I like, don't know how they handle it. It's a luxury. Seriously. I understand that. But I also pay for it. I pay for I pay to get it fixed. I pay for the electricity. So I understand it is a, it's a bonus feature in your life, and yet... I think most Americans have AC, right? I don't know about most, but a lot. It depends on where you live. It's but a yeah. pretty, like in England, for instance, it's not a common thing. Office buildings will have it because they do just for you know Air comfortable for yeah, the, climate control and comfortable for their employees. You know, so employees don't complain. You know what? I worked in a sports store in England, JD Sports, when I worked there, and they had no air conditioning in our store. And when it really did get hot in summer, like a ninety degree day, it was like a greenhouse because it was all glass fronted. And it was horrible. Like, you could, you know, there was people in the start room. I can't even, yeah. can't even breathe back here and stuff. It was bad. So, in England, it's not a common thing to have air conditioning. But there again, it's not a common thing to have hot weather for any length of time either. We like, have like three months a year. Our summer, English summer, is well-renowned, is about two weeks long. Like, we'll have sunny days, but anything hot, usually two weeks, and then it breaks to rain, you know. So, here's different, because, you know, Correct. Missouri... Sometimes three months of hot sun that never goes away, right? So Last year was a drought. 
and hot. Yeah. And so we lived. We would live through it again. And if I ever didn't have the money to pay, I would just deal with it. It's That's pretty hardcore is what I'm saying. Like, you do get used to it. It was unexpected, which is what made it shitty. But we got it fixed. It was a broken fan blade. All three of the fan blades in our 20-year-old compressor outside. If you'd like to know, we're not exactly living in the lap of luxury. Our air compressor is about 20 years old. I don't think 20 years old. He was convinced. He even said it again when he was fixing it. That the way it looks, the, the way it is, and the way all the parts. You yeah, but I looked at it on their website, and like it, like it, it can't be twenty years old. Why? Because I went on their website to look it up to buy a fan, you know, get a fan for it, and it was in their products. The one that we that no, said. they wouldn't be selling that one anymore. Even if it was five years old, they don't sell stuff like that brand new. It looks anymore. identical to it. But it is not. I can I can call him again. But I'm just saying we don't have. And our other furnace is like the furnace side of it's like ten years old, and so it's not all brand new stuff. Except now, has oh, a I just came with the house. It's just what, mm-hmm. what? No, the the it's fine. It's all fine. I know. I'm saying it's not brand new and fancy or anything. Is what I'm pointing out that we are spoiled by the air conditioning. Oh, there's not like a big fancy system. I think most. I, I just think people have air conditioning, right? When they buy a house, it's just there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not fancy. You buy a house, it's got air conditioning, right? Well, some is fancy. Some is newer than ours, right. that's for sure. But anyway, um, I we don't... We are no rec- longer hot. I don't recommend not having air You even turned off all the computers. Now that is telling you that... Telling the world that it's, co- it's really yeah, hot. Yeah, my computer usually... Like, I have it reading in centigrade because I'm English, right? <laughs> so, um, I look at my computer every... I've got a little temperature monitor on my desktop. And it's normally in an air-conditioned house... 30 degrees on that day before I turned it off it was going up to 50 degrees almost just sit there doing nothing a lot so. of American people will have no reference for that whatsoever it was like 118 degrees yeah yeah 105 I think it was and there. that was without doing anything if it had played a game it would have probably gone <laughs> right you know so yeah it was pretty hot so Sid Talk what's for dinner what is for dinner Veggie burgers, fries, peas. Something very simple, straightforward. Turn on the oven, throw it in. I'm hungry and I can't wait. That's it. And my advice is to watch more documentaries. Because in one day, well in two days, I have experienced uh, these films. One is called Whore's Glory. Whore, W-H-O-R-E-S apostrophe, like multiple ladies of the evening, glory. And it is a fly on the wall kind of following around and there's no interviews really i mean there's loosely some conversation but not much just observing the life of a prostitute sex worker slave sex slave person in some different places bangkok bangladesh and mexicali or mexico i think is the name of the town and um it is if you have a heart a soul, if you think you have a soul, if you have a brain or some intellect to look at life around you and you watch these stories of real people living a life right this minute in a way that you cannot fathom. I mean, it's just an up-close personal look at this. It just makes you think about life a little differently. It's not like I go out and change the world or anything, but it just gives you different perspective. The other one's called Hitler's Children, which isn't really about Hitler's children, but four... I think of the main men who are right up, his main four people, they're some of their descendants, grandchildren, a son, a great aunt, niece, um, another ne- another grandson, granddaughter of some of these people just go through the whole process of talking about what it's like to have that legacy 
all of their grandparents slash parents and great uncles were either hanged or committed suicide because they were the top people like Heimler, Hil- Himmler. I can't remember their names now. Goth or Goth. The guy, okay, the main guy who ran and started Auschwitz. The guy who ran some other work camp that I forget the name of. Parovkov or something in Poland. And a couple of, like, main people. And it was really interesting to see how the different ones react, you know. And sort of, like, you go back and you think, well, that kid who happens to be, was that little kid was growing up in a house with a Nazi commander. Yep. And how that trickles down three generations later. You know, it's just a really, in, really up close, lots of interviews. That's what it really was all about. And then what's the other one? Life After Porn, which is just interesting. It's just a... These are on Netflix, by the way. Yeah. If you, if you have Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just interviewing people who you have been in the adult film industry and now all are not. And just kind of follows them up, you know, which is interesting to me. And what was the other one? Oh, Auschwitz, which I haven't, I've just barely started watching. I've it's seen a, that one. Yeah, it's a series on BBC, but right. you can watch it. It's on. very famous BBC series. It looks more historical, like it you is. can learn more about it, and that's yeah, what I want because I don't know a lot about the history of it. I just know superficial things. And um, what was the other one? Oh, that's all I got written. So down. they're all a feel-good time. Enjoy. Oh yeah, I said <laughs> I just want to cheer myself up after I've seen them. But you know, I'm not going to experience Auschwitz. people. I'm not going to experience, you know. Knowing any of these people up close and personal. And yet they exist in this world. And when you have fuckheads like Paula Dean waving a flag about something she said a long time ago when she'd know baby mad at her about nice it. Nice impression. I don't give a shit. I think it's disgusting. And that people just go, oh, well, like this weird blindness about life and about people's behavior. And that when you look at someone's life who's... Ba- I, don't, I don't know. I just think this is not a soapbox. I have more sympathy for the <laughs> no, not at all. I have more. I don't know. It's got to be sympathy because I can't empathize with someone I've never experienced their thing. But I feel more connected to a young woman in Bangkok who's sitting behind a big glass wall and openly discussing the experience of this thing that she's a part of. About being, you know, people paying for sex, sex and slave. being this. Well, she, they're not sex slaves there, but I mean, they're prostitutes, you know, for, I mean, that's their part of the sex industry of Bangkok. And then just in, just like following her life and not getting in depth. It's not one way or the other. There's no, no judgment in this particular documentary at all. It's just, this is their life. This is following them around and that's it. And then you kind of put it in your own perspective. I feel more connected to that person who's halfway around the world in a life I have no idea about than I do with some bullshit fake fucking celebrity who just wants everybody to lick her ass or whoever around or whatever it is. It's like, a, it's like smoke and mirrors, isn't it? That is all bullshit. Any, any of that, like people go, Ooh, I don't know. It's hard for me to explain, but I just feel like documentaries kind of ground you a little bit. If you, some of them are kind of bullshitty too. I've watched a couple, started to watch a couple which seemed really contrived, and then I just kind of ditched them because I don't want anything that's. No offense to the one you've recommended, but I don't like the reenactment ones. I don't like ones where. I, don't oh, know, there's I have lots to recommend of, that one, The Imposter. It's really good. 
It's really, really good. The story is good. Yes, and it's right. It's a very interesting story. That's yeah. why I will probably watch it. But some of them do reenactments, and they have actors stand in for the real people. And I just think, Ugh. I just want, I want a person with a camera, with a heart and a soul, who cares about this subject, to document this. That's what a documentary is about. This thing and these humans and this life on this planet, and then I then I am lucky enough to be able to watch it. So I really like the documentary. Another documentary I really loved, and you watched it with me, was the one about the um, video game contest yeah. with Billy Mitchell. The um, what was it called? King of Kong. King of Kong. Really good. Yeah, if you like video games, that is an awesome video game documentary. You like the other one too about the guys who made um... indie game the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been some good documentaries. There's there. always over, there's always on every over. topic. Oh, there's got to be. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. Sidtalk.com, operating again now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, PlayStation. Whatever. Everything, basically. Anything digital, we're probably on there somehow. Um, you can email feedback to me at I'm not on AVN. I think that's the adult video network or Angry something. Angry video game network. <laughs> no. <laughs> well not on there either so you can uh, email feedback to me at aschoolieaschoolie.com you can catch this podcast on the iTunes music store the Zoom marketplace or just go to the RSS feed aschoolie.com click on the word podcast subscribe do whatever you want to do there don't email SidTalk she doesn't want to know you and finally stay classy Mr. Director Pack as they call him nice I think I'm that's just because they, they don't know how to say his name properly think for yourself or someone's gonna do it for you